the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. I'm not Bruce. I'm Jack Windsor. And I'm honored to be sitting in Bruce's chair and grateful that you've tuned in. Thanks for being with us. I want to read a headline and uh, tee up a conversation that we're going to have at the end of the show at 1250. I'll have Nicole Neely. And uh, here's what she's going to talk about. I don't know if you saw this. It was an exclusive to the Daily Caller. School district sued over policy that allegedly punishes students for misgendering people. What school district are we talking about? Olentangy Local School District. On Thursday, Parents Defending Education, which is a parental rights organization, on behalf of parents within the school system, filed a lawsuit stating that the district has warned that students who intentionally use pronouns different from other students' quote, preferred pronouns, end quote, are in violation of its policies and will be subject to disciplinary action. This is according to the report. Now, the district's personal communication devices policy prohibits students from using their cell phone or laptop, whether on or off school premises, to send any messages that may be viewed as harassment of others based on their race, sex, and transgender identity, and political beliefs. The district, through their attorneys, allegedly confirmed to parents that its policies prohibit students from intentionally using the wrong pronouns when addressing someone or, as they call it, misgendering them. That's what the lawsuit states. The violation is subject to punishment, is what the parents are saying the district told them. The harassment policies at Olentangy impinge on basic constitutional rights and are overbroad in a way that polices students' speech both inside and outside of the classroom, according to Caroline Moore, vice president of PDE, in her interview with Daily Caller News Foundation. We feel deeply for what these students and their families have gone through day in and day out during their time in the district. We look forward to championing, championing, easy for me to say, their First Amendment rights. So, the question is, if you have a student at Olentangy Local School District, or perhaps other local school districts that are getting legal advice from attorneys that 
students have a, quote, right to tell you what gender they are. If you have a student in one of those school districts, and let's say that your student is on the playground, and let's assume that your student is a biological girl, and one of her biological girlfriends runs up to her and says, hey, by the way, the biological girl who runs up to your daughter is known as Michelle. But Michelle says, you're going to call me Mike from now on because I identify as a boy. And let's say that your student, your child, your daughter, looks at Michelle and says, no, not going to do that. Pushes back a little bit. And the other student says, well, no, you're going to. You have to. You need to call me Mike. And then your student says, no, that's your issue. You deal with it. If you want to call yourself Mike, call yourself Mike. I'm going to call you Michelle. That's your issue. Don't, don't project it onto me. Don't give it to me to carry. I'm not carrying it. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Joe Biden has attempted to put under Title IX protections gender ideology. And that type of conversation, if reported to, let's say, a Title IX officer, could spell trouble for your student, your daughter, and for you. You would be accused of misgendering. Now, sidebar, important note, I'm not saying that's going on at Olentangy. I'm saying that those things go on, and the question we need to wrestle with and that lawsuits need to decide is, can a student who doesn't suffer from gender dysphoria and doesn't want to accept somebody else's gender dysphoria as his or her reality, is that student at risk for being in trouble? And with the advent of ESG corporately and the digitization of records and record keeping at the federal and state levels, is that student then going to get a mark against his or her reputation? And is that going to cost the child an opportunity to go to a college or university that he or she might choose? Now, some of those colleges and universities your child may not want to go to because you don't want that child to be indoctrinated and you certainly don't want to pay for it. But I digress on that point. This is a really important topic that we're going to talk about later in the show at 12.50. I want to talk about one more thing here before we go to our next break. Vivek Ramaswamy, you know him. He's Ohio's native son from Cincinnati. He is uh, Ivy League educated uh, biotech company creator, mega successful. I mean, if you look at what he's accomplished in his striping, you would say he's probably a progressive. Well, he's not. He's running for president in the Republican Party. And he announced support for a U.S. constitutional amendment to create civic duty voting for 18 to 25-year-olds. You read that correctly. Civic duty voting would raise the voting age to 25 
while still allowing all 18 to 25-year-old citizens to vote if, it's a qualifier there, if they either, one, fulfill a national service requirement or pass the same civics exam required of naturalized citizens. That doesn't include the citizen, the people who are treated like citizens who are coming across the southern border, but again, different topic for different time slot. So Vivek Ramaswamy is announcing his support for that amendment, and he's going to do it, uh, I believe, in Urbandale, Iowa, at a rally. Quote, our military currently suffers a 25% recruitment deficit, and only 16% of Gen Z say they're proud to be American. The absence, the absence of national pride is a serious threat to the future of our country, said Ramaswamy. We must think ambitiously about reviving civic duty in America. In 1971, the 26th Amendment lowered the voting age to age 18 following a mandatory military draft. And tying voting to civic commitments has long been part of our national culture. Civic duty voting can create a sense of shared purpose and responsibility amongst young Americans to become educated citizens, Ramaswamy said. No additional government bureaucracy is required to administer civic duty voting. The civic duty voting exam would be identical to one required of law-abiding green card holders prior to obtaining citizenship. The six-month service requirement offers an alternative to the civic duty voting exam. Both requirements fall away at age 25, the same age by which young male adults are required under current U.S. law to complete selective service registration. Civic duty voting would require a constitutional amendment for for passage. Something to think about. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but we do know that cognitively our frontal prefrontal cortex doesn't fully develop until about age 25 or 26. That's the area that controls our decision-making and our impulse control. So what do you think about this? Uh, Certainly something that's going to create a stir and a lot of conversation, and I think that's what Vivek is after. Hey, on the other side of this break, Attorney General Dave Yost, so come back. Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor. Thank you for tuning in today. Earlier, we talked about Title 42. You know, the major issue with Title 42 ending is that the border is wide open and lawful immigration has seemed to go by the wayside, pulling and attracting millions of undocumented people into the country at a time when inflation is high, money's hard to come by, and the government's spending like a drunken sailor. And apologies to the sailor for the insult. Now consider Title IX and the Biden administration's attempt to include gender ideology, sexual orientation under the umbrella of women's rights, threatening to withhold lunch money and punish those who don't go along. It's lawlessness. We may discuss some of those things with Ohio's top attorney and top law officer. Who am I talking about? Talking about Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost. Attorney General Yost, welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. How are you today? I am well. It's good to hear your voice, Jack. Hey, it's good to have you with me. Uh, Listen, I appreciate all that you're doing. I know that you have been super busy. Your office has been super busy. But hey, first question, and this is is a hard one. 
uh, you know, you, you are a noted musician. I think you love to play the guitar. So <laughs> what's your favorite band or who's your favorite artist? It depends on the day. It depends on the mood. I, I love everything from jazz. I was originally a, a horn player back uh, in my youth, uh, all the way through country rock and blues rock. Uh, and uh, I've been known to enjoy some Nirvana and some Led Zeppelin along the way. So uh, I, it just depends on the day. If you <laughs> the question. It, absolutely. If you haven't ever enjoyed Stairway to Heaven, I think you're missing out on a piece of life. I, I I can I can get down with that. What's it called? Uh, Stairway to Heaven. I'll have to make a note of that. I'll Stairway to, to Heaven. Yep, that. that's a good one. So, hey, what's your take, as much as you can say, on the Senate Joint Resolution that passed the House? Uh, if you can't speak much to it, that's okay. But I wanted to see if you have a take on it. Well, you know, I don't have a vote or a veto uh, in the legislature, so I've held my held my peace while this debate's been going on. And I've been thinking the last couple months for uh, the listeners that are just tuning in, you're uh, speaking of the proposal that will be on the ballot August 8th to uh, change the way we amend the Ohio Constitution. Right now, 50% plus one person changes our Constitution for everybody. And practically speaking, for all time, and the change would be to make that 60%. So just say, if we're going to change our organic document, our, our fundamental governing docu- document, it's got to be more than just one person over a majority. We have to have at least some kind of broad agreement. We're never going to have consensus or unanimity but uh, to get to 60%. So August 8th, we all get to vote on that, and it'll be an up or down vote. Yeah, and that's going to be... Uh, despite what Democrats were saying in the House, one person, one vote, that's exactly what's going to happen on August 8th. Each person's going to have a chance to cast a vote and, and make their voice heard. So uh, let me throw you one more curveball on that matter. One of the things that I've heard is, hey, you know, the federal constitution is different than the state constitution. I know that it's 67 percent to amend at the federal level with seven, uh, 75 percent uh, state mm-hmm. ratification, but it shouldn't be that hard at the state level. Does that argument carry any validity? Well, it carries a little bit of validity. Uh, As you're well aware, I am a constitutionalist uh, and and a conservative. The federal constitution is delegated powers. It's what we, the people and the states, uh, gave the federal government. Um, So, yeah, it ought to be pretty hard to, to... amend that. And I think our internal state constitutions uh, maybe are, 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 shouldn't be quite as hard. But I would turn that argument that the libs are making uh, upside down and, and they turn it the other way and say, should we be deciding the most divisive uh, questions of our time by a moment in time, by, by a, uh, the barest of majorities? For all time, because since we've had this provision to amend the Constitution uh, by direct uh, initiative, we've never repealed something once it went into the Constitution. Mm. Uh, And uh, the thought experiment that I I challenge my friends on the left to is think about the thing you hate the most. I don't care whether it's guns or religion or what have you. Think about the thing you hate the most— if the Republicans can manage to get 50 votes plus one, 
do you think that should be the Constitution for the rest of time? Mm. I, I would say that that's not the right way to govern uh, in our our fundamental document. Sixty percent uh, is admittedly an arbitrary number. Maybe it should be fifty-seven. Maybe it should be sixty-two. I don't know. Uh, that's the number the legislature picked. I'm going to vote for it when it comes up because I don't want uh, the closest and most divisive issues of the day, which change over time, mm-hmm. being settled by one vote. And I'll add one other thing uh, to that. We still have the right to initiate a statute that passes by 50 percent plus one. So this notion that we're taking away d- direct democracy is a bunch of hooey, a hogwash, I should say, mm. um, given the show that we're on. Uh, but <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is we still have the right to go. All we're saying is we're not going to amend our, our basic governing docket document by uh, one vote majority. Those are solid points. Thank you for making them. I'm going to shift gears, and we've got about a minute and a half here. And this is super important. It's scary when you read the headline, but when you think about the work that you did and your office did, uh, I I think you feel grateful. Tell us about what was uncovered in Franklin County with rainbow fentanyl, uh, why that matters, and, and what we should do with that information. So if you remember sweet tarts or Skittles, mm-hmm. that's what these fentanyl pills look like. They're all the colors of the rainbow. They're, they're pretty. They, they look like a, a bubblegum machine or some kind of a child thing. The DEA tells us that the drug cartels in Mexico, which is our fentanyls coming, our legal fentanyls coming over the southern border that leaks like a sieve, they're telling us that the cartels are deliberately marketing this to make it less threatening, more appealing to young people uh, to try to expand their their customer base. It's horrible. One pill can lead to an overdose, uh, and you don't know what you're getting. There's no pharmaceutical control on the street. Uh, th- this is scary stuff, and and you know I worry about my grandkids that are growing up in this in this environment. Well, kudos to you and your team. I, I think you were, am I correct in saying you absolutely had a hand in, in discovering uh, a massive amount of that in Franklin County? Yeah, we, we did. The Franklin County Sheriff's Office uh, brought BCIN to do the lab work, and we published the results this week. First, that, uh, rainbow of fentanyl uh, to be seen in Ohio, uh, right here in central Ohio. All right. He is Ohio's Attorney General. He is Dave Yost, and uh, we're grateful that he was with us today. Uh, Attorney General Yost, thank you for your time, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back soon. I look forward to it. Good to talk to you. You as well. Thank you. All right. Back on the other side of this break. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.